I'm Coach Seb, and this is Running New Mexico. All right, joining me today, I have Rebecca Weems and Don Myers, two wonderful women who I think are doing amazing things, and I've known Don for quite some time. And uh, they're here to talk about the Gunther Run. This will be the third annual Gunther Run coming up on April 30th. It is a 5K donation run, and we'll talk about what that means and everything. But first of all, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. So first, I, before we get into the Gunther Run, I just want to get in a little bit of, about your backgrounds in running. So um, I'll start with you, Rebecca. How did you kind of get into running and find yourself kind of helping set up a, a race? Well, gosh, going like way back to high school, um, I was a soccer player and I, at the end of the season, got recruited by a cross country coach who basically said, you know, I think you could be a runner. <laughs> and so um, she asked me to show up one morning to run with the team and I was pretty intimidated, but I was able to hang with them, um, you know, just conditioning and soccer. Um, I felt pretty confident that I could go with them to district. And then, you know, I found myself qualifying for state and, oh my gosh, figuring out that I could be a runner. And then um, I played soccer in college. And then, you know, after college, it was kind of like, well, I, I really didn't want to continue with the contact sport, um, but just wanted to do something where I could ground myself. And I've tried a lot of different types of exercise, but I always come back to running. I feel like that's my outlet. Like I can just feel my feet hitting the ground and that's where I find my peace. And that's where I work out a lot of my frustration. And it's kind of like where I feel like I can dedicate some of the struggles that I have. And I've met really great friends along the way where, you know, we can get out there at all hours, pretty dark hours in the morning and just, and run and, and find peace. And so that's kind of my story with running. <laughs> that's great. I know I've done a lot of recruiting with the uh, soccer kids, so <laughs> <laughs> there's usually a pretty good uh, endurance space there with that. What position did you play? So I played center mid. Okay. So yeah, and I got pulled back to left defense. Yeah, okay. so played a little bit of super, but most of the side I was um, most of the time I was on the left hand side of the field. Wow, that's pretty cool. And and Don, I, just to give people who um, have listened, I mean, when I started coaching at Sandia, you were there. You were working with Coach Mumbadik, and you had been there before that, watching all of your sons go through the Sandia cross country program. Uh, so how did you kind of get into running or find yourself in running? In high school, um, my PE coach told my parents that I would never be good at athletics or running because my thighs were too fat. Wow. And I thought, Oh, that's good. Cause I don't like to do running anyway. So that's <laughs> just a good excuse for me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then I was teaching at Cibola High School. This is going to give my age away. It was 1987. And one of the teachers who was teaching health at Cibola at the time, Chris Gracie, let's give her a shout out. She came to me one day in the spring and she said, uh, I need a running partner and it's you. And I said, oh, running is for people who have had a lobotomy and I haven't had one yet. So it's not me. And she said, oh, that's okay. You don't have to run. I just need somebody who will meet me every day and hold me accountable. You can walk while I run. And I am very disciplined in that respect. So yeah, I can meet somebody and she would take off on a run and I would walk. And one day I thought, hmm, I wonder if I could run to the end of that block. And I tried it and I did it. And when she got back, I said, oh my gosh, like I ran to the end of the block. I was pretty proud of myself. And she said, get your checkbook. We're going shopping. Well, there was two things she was requiring me to do at that moment. And one was spend money, which I didn't like to do. And two, go shopping, which I also didn't like to do. But we drove down, she drove me down to Gill's Runner Shoe World, which was on San Mateo at the time. And she made me buy my first pair of running shoes. They were $60. I thought, oh my gosh, we're going to not eat for a week. <laughs> and then she signed me up for a half marathon about two weeks after I bought those running shoes. I freaked. Not freaked. even a 5K? <laughs> Not a 5K, a half marathon. And she said, just get over it. And I'm like, get over what? I can't do that. And here was her famous quote. Meyer, all you have to do is get your butt from point A to point B. Nobody cares how long it takes you. So two months later, I ran my first half marathon. And um, I've done 18 marathons. Um I don't know how many dozens of half marathons, but I have made just absolute lifelong friends through running. Um, it's transformed my life. I've been running for 35 years. And the reason I'm in this podcast right now is because I made a friend out of both of you through running. <laughs> well, thank you. And that's, that's amazing. And it's obviously I've known you for several years and, um, I did not know that. <laughs> you didn't know my thighs were too fat? I did not. That is, wow. <laughs> After I finished my first marathon, my mother, I grew up in a small town in Nebraska, and I think my mother put it in every single paper in the vicinity of that PE coach. I'm like, okay, mom, we don't need it across the whole world. I didn't win anything. I just crossed a finish line. And she goes, well, I want to make sure he sees that. <laughs> That's a good mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's wow. And, and how did you end up assisting coaching cross country through four different coaches? Yeah. So um, Christian, our young, our oldest, he wanted to play basketball at Sandia because he knew he was going to head into the NBA. And um, my husband took him to that sports night, incoming freshman sports night. 
and talk and convinced him to just, well, why don't you maybe go try out for cross country too? And that could get you in shape for basketball. So you'll be ready for the NBA. <laughs> and um, so Christian went over and got the material, you know, from the coach who was coach Williams at the time. And he came home and he said, you know, I, I don't want to run, but you know, maybe I'll make the team and, and be able to be in good condition for basketball. That was basically it. And um, Christian turned out to be a very decent runner. But um, when we went, they, they took second. Their team took second at state that year. And when we went to take the team pictures, um, I showed up, you know, just to get some pictures of my own. And the boys were screwing around, and so I snapped at him to stop screwing around. And Coach Williams said to me, do you want to be an assistant coach? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm a mom. I'm just a mom of four boys. He goes, yeah, and I think you'll do just fine as an assistant coach. And, you know, because all I had was sons. So when boys start screwing around, I'm like, Knock it off or get outside. That's your choice. <laughs> Go run 10 laps. That'll do you some good. So anyhow, um, Coach Williams was serious about it, and I really didn't know much about coaching, but he put me through a pretty intense tutorial coaching with him. He was an amazing coach to work with, really amazing. And, you know, so then, you know, I had the privilege of working with Mubarak, who – I told Mubarak the only reason that he kept me around was because I could yell and Mubarak cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's it, really a privilege. I So I was assistant there for 13 years. Yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, anybody who's been around Sandy across country in those 13 years or, or cross country meets where Sandia was at, they may recognize your voice because... We we could we would hear you throughout. <laughs> yes, I was in the post the, office the, the other day. I I got to tell you guys this. I was in the post office, and this guy came in and he was balancing these boxes and he was about ready to drop them, but he caught them with balance. I mean, it was amazing, like a circus act. And I go, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Good job. And this woman whips around in line and she said, are you Mrs. Meyer? And I was like, I mean, I've never seen that woman in my life. And she recognized my voice. (laughs) I was like, no, that would be me. (laughs) So anyhow. Well, that's, that's fantastic. I I did have a a whole interview with uh, Coach Mambotic and, um, I got to have Coach Williams on, of course, and I know I can make an entire episode with you, Don, but we're also here to talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and that is the Gunther run. And so do you, do you want to talk about, you know, how the Gunther run started? Because you were there from the beginning um, and, and how it started and, and what, it, what it means, basically. Okay. John Gunther was a math teacher and a baseball coach at Sandia High School. But 
that's not nearly as important to me personally as he was my friend. And John was a runner. And I have to tell a little story on John. His wife, Sherry, and I have run together for years. And we signed up for a mini triathlon. And keep in mind, I have fat thighs, so I'm going to go slow, okay? But we don't care. You know, we pop in the pool, we do our laps, we get on the bike, we go run. Okay. Well, John... John was so playful, super fun to be around, um, very quick-witted. And when I dropped Sherry off that day from the mini triathlon, John said, all right, you two, what place did you guys finish? And I said, well, your wife was the first Gunther across the finish line. (laughs) And that, the look on his face... And boy, he started running in earnest after that (laughs) because he hadn't even shown up. And he was a very fine athlete, always had been. And every January, John, his wife, Sherry, myself, and there was a group of us that always went to Phoenix and ran. Um, And so it was kind of our annual uh, running event that we all did. John always wore a pink bandana. You could always find him. Um, and so John loved running. He loved what the running community gave to him. Um, eight weeks before he died, we all went to Phoenix. Um, John was pretty sick at the time, but you would not have known it. And he told our group, he said, I can't run, but I really hope that I can walk the half marathon. And we said, we're with you the whole way. And so we had the privilege. It was a very, very meaningful um, race for the seven of us that were together. It was John. It was his wife, Sherry. It was his son, Robert. And then some other friends that have been doing this race with us for years. And when we crossed the finish line, we were all holding our hands and we had them raised in victory. The race photographer captured the picture. It's on my fridge to this day. And eight weeks later, John died of colon cancer. Um, It was a pretty dark day. But John faced it head on. He was very, very good about that. He was a man of deep faith. Um, He wrote letters to all of his children. He wrote a letter to his wife. He gave the letter to his wife to me and asked me to please deliver it to her once he was gone. Um, He was embracing of what he knew was coming. And that fighting spirit... Um, with grace, John fought with grace. And I want to emphasize that because he wasn't an angry, he wasn't angry at all. That was not where he was at. Um, and so we knew that a really good way to honor John and Rebecca's husband, Brian, who was athletic, who is athletic director at Sandia knew that a, a, beautiful way to honor John was to put together a memorial run for him and encourage people to just get out there and move their bodies, walk, run, crawl, dance, 
get your butt from point A to point B. <laughs> and that would honor John in a big way. Um, so we did it. And that first year, I just want everybody to know, was so bitterly cold that I thought we have lost our minds because it is so cold out here. Yes. But um, it really did honor the family, and it, it was a beautiful way to honor John's memory. And so we did it then that next year as well, and then, of course, COVID hit. So that put it in the can. And right. then I'll let Rebecca pick it up from there. Awesome. Well, I also remember being at the first annual Gunther event, and I was eight months pregnant. It was crazy cold. And I, I still to this day don't understand how I was still running. I thought I was going to get out there eight months pregnant and just kind of like walk. And I had my sister and my niece with me just kind of like there to support me to see how far I could go. And I, for some reason, just felt like I could get a jog on and pretty soon I was running. Um, just like full blown pregnant woman. And I think people were very concerned, <laughs> but it's like just something about John Gunther that like brought hope to people and made you feel like you could do more than like a human could do, you know, because he had that spirit of really just making the choice to help others and not thinking about himself. He was like the most selfless person that I've heard people talk about. Um, I can't say that I knew John like you have known him, um, Don, but I've heard stories about him. Um, he was a math teacher. And so Coach Weems, before he became the athletic director, was math teacher. And when he first got hired at Sandia, John Gunther was his mentor. And so I would kind of see John around and Brian would be like, that's him, that's, that's John Gunther. And, you know, it was like this legend. And then when you saw, like, like Don said, him face this, this battle with such grace and kind of this, this fearless sense about him, it, you almost felt like he was like superhuman. And so, yeah, that's the only thing that can help me to explain why an eight month pregnant woman would be running a 5K, <laughs> right? But um, I do remember it was super cold, and I just remember that everyone was just out there happy, having a great time, and that really is what running is all about. I mean, I think you can talk to any runner, and you'll find that you just you connect with people when you're out there running. Whether you know people or not, you can just kind of instantly create friendships, and I think that that's what John pulled together for our community. So, you know, having this period where we weren't allowed to gather was kind of hard because every year people would kind of visit like what's going to happen with the Gunther run. And I know that first year, everything kind of just got canceled. And I think coach Wayne said it was like two days before they had put in the short orders and everything for the third annual run. And then, you know, fast forward to the second year where it got canceled again. Um, so now fast forward to this year, um, I now work at Sandia High School. I'm a counselor. Um, so yeah, that community, like, you know, just getting to know John Gunther and the legend and the athletes and building friendships um, has led me to now be a counselor at the high school. And um, I got the privilege last year of joining this program called the Peer Helpers. And so everything was virtual last year. It was the first year that Sandia had Peer Helpers. And then we came back this year face-to-face 
And each semester we have this community project that the students focus on. And in the spring, um, Stephen West and a couple of other students started talking about what's this about the Gunther 5K and could that be our community project? And I think they went to you, Don, and kind of just asked, I know that you're a, com a committee member, what can we do to get this back up and running? And that's where we're at today. Just a lot of people who still have that memory of John Gunther wanting to bring it back and wanting to remind people that maybe didn't know John, what he was about and to bring that spirit back of, you know, whatever challenge you might face in your life, to face it with grace and to connect to the community and know that there is support. And so that's what our focus really is this year is bringing it back. But instead of it being this like 5K race where people are going for time, we really wanna be um, a culture with our community so that people know that like, yeah, these last couple of years have been crazy hard for everyone. And we've all had challenges. I mean, like the Gunther family definitely went through the struggle of cancer and living that out and our community losing John and feeling that. And now in these past two years, there have been so many other challenges that our community has faced. Isolation, mental health, cancer, grief to, you know, people leaving due to COVID. Um, so, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on of the challenges that our community faces. And so bringing this run back is really special because it's not just a run or walk or crawl, like Don said. We just want people to get out and be together. And so the race will start at the baseball field named after John Gunther. And then it's going to end on our soccer field. And thank you, Sebastian and RunFit, for helping us get all this together. Um, we have a lot of sponsors that have just jumped on board to support um, and it is for a great cause because John Gunther also has a scholarship that's been put in place. So every um, year we have seniors, there's two that will be awarded $500. So this event is gonna put together just like a community event where people can get together, run, walk, crawl, cheer, and support whatever that looks like. Um, we just want people to come out and know that this is a free event um, we will be taking donations. So anyone who makes a donation of $15 or more will get a Gunther Strong shirt. Um, they're really cool shirts. They have the footprint in the front, and then we have some really awesome sponsors in the back. So right now, our head sponsors um, are the Peer Helpers. And thank you to the Peer Helpers. I want to give a shout out to you for getting this back up and running. Um, the Gunther family, of course. We've got Barker's Bakery. Christy Mays, Explora and X Studio, Agora Crisis and Access, Wex, RNA Productions will be our local DJ for the event. And then we have, of course, RunFit and Coach Romero who are mapping out the course for us. And then our administration at Sandia has been so awesome um, with just supporting us in every way. So they have allowed our security to have um, one of our security golf carts that they're going to drive around that day just to make sure that people are doing okay. And we're going to decorate it and just cheer for people along the way. Um, they're opening up buildings and grounds for us. So yeah, it's just going to be a super exciting time. And again, the message is to just 
have an idea in mind of why you're coming out. Like, why are you there to walk, run, or support? And so instead of having this traditional bib that you would see as a runner in a 5K or a 10K or half marathon, um, our peer helpers have this really cool idea that we would have a bib that our participants will wear. And around the bib, it says Gunther Strong, and then it has the year 2022 third annual. And on the sides, it says why I walk, run, support. And in the center, every participant will put the why into their bib. So we might have people saying that they are walking, running, supporting in memory of John or for someone who they know that's fighting cancer or someone that they know that's going through a mental health struggle. And again, the list goes on and on and on. It'll be so cool at the end of the race to see people putting their bibs up and just kind of showing the community why we did this event. And then we'll end on the soccer field where we're just gonna have a ton of tables and booths with community vendors and um, people giving out food and treats and handouts to show our community that you might have a struggle, but there are people out there that care about you and there's support for everyone um, in our community, especially our youth. We want our youth to know that they're not alone and that there are people out there that love them. They might not even know them, but with that like connection of a runner, right? You might not even know the person, but you might cross them in your path and be able to kind of sweep them under your, ring, your wing and let them know that whatever they're facing, there's hope and there's love in our community. I think that's a great way to honor John. Um, I, I only knew him, you know, briefly because I came on board, you know, towards towards the end. And but I was so excited to be a part of those first events and this event. You know, like you talked about, Rebecca, like just the stories, just just the way people talked about him and came together, you know, in, in that, in that first event to, to put something together, not just to honor him, but again, to, to have a scholarship out there that, you know, it's, it's honoring him, but giving back to the community, because I think that kind of represents really <laughs> who he was. I mean, as a, as a coach, as a runner, you know, as a coach, you hit, you, you, you affect so many lives and so many people around you and it's uh it's, <laughs> it's not for the money as many people say and same with teaching i mean you're you're there with these with these kids and you're you're helping them the best you can and every every story that i've heard about john is just that it, 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 he i mean he he that's what he did that's what he wanted to do and one one thing that i can give you an example of um, one day I pulled up to drop something off to their house. I don't really remember what it was, but this was just really typical of John. Um, it, it was more than one load. Okay. And so I, I grabbed something and went up to the door and, you know, said, yeah, I'll, I'll get the rest of it. And one of John's baseball players was at the house with him. And John did this all the time and he did it well. He said, oh, we'll come out and help you. And he said to the baseball player, come on. And John had a, a beautiful ability to give his heart. I mean, he just constantly gave. 
but he invited anybody around him to go with him. He didn't say, yeah, I'll take care of it, you know, on his own. No, no, no. He would say, come on, we're all going. Now, my son, Carl, was really good friends with his son, David. And all through elementary school, you know, the boys would play at each other's houses. And, you know, I'd go pick Carl up from the house and I'd say, oh, what'd you guys do? And he'd say, well, Mr. Gunther made David and I rake the lawn with him. And I'd say, oh, good for you. That's awesome. And, you know, of course, my, you know, elementary school boys thinking, well, that wasn't awesome. But I just was so always impressed at how John in, included everybody in his service. And he knew how to do it well. It was it was eloquent. You felt included and necessary. Of course, now, you know, my son looks back on that and recognizes what a gift it was because my son always felt very much at home there. And part of the reason is, is because he was treated as if he was home. Yeah, I, 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 that's great. And like I said, I mean, I, 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 I can't claim to, to really know him, but it, just being in his presence, even in those, those last little bit of time, I, like you talked about Don, just so just, just accepting, but not, but not, not, not in a giving up, like not I'm giving up, just willing to do what he, what he can to, you know, live as best as he could for the time he had. And, and I think that's amazing. And again, I think, you know, having a memorial run a, an event like this is, is fitting for that because it is just go out there and you can donate to a good cause and you can be a part of the Sandia community and a part of the running community and, and just kind of be there for your own purpose and yet be, be with a, a large group that's there kind of celebrating the same things. And so I, I appreciate that, that this is back and, and Rebecca, you know, bringing, having the, the, the pyramid uh, helpers and everything, bringing that back. It is a wonderful group of kiddos. And yes. I'm not just saying that as a Sandia coach, like <laughs> they, they are a great group of kids. And I, I feel like they are doing a, a lot of great things through the direction of, of the adults that they have helping them as well. Yes, yes. And I, I'm excited for people to meet the peer helpers at this event and just see how amazing they are. Because every every time I talk about peer helpers, I'm just, I have the biggest smile because I am so impressed with how amazing these kids are. Like they're smart, they take care of business academically, but then they care. And um, they care about the youth in our community and they care about themselves and each other within the group. And just to see them take care of each other while we were you know, operating virtually and now while we're back at school, it's been a total privilege to be part of the program. So one thing I did want to mention is that Coach Gunther's children are also, or I shouldn't say children because they're adults now, but um, they're also kind of getting involved in this event as well. Um, so David, as Don mentioned, is part of the fire department. Um, the fire, I know they've changed their name, right? The Albuquerque Fire and Rescue. Um, they are going to have two trucks at um, our event. And so we're not able to get the ladder, but our color guard is going to present the flag 
And so we're going to have um, two trucks there to celebrate with us. And I'm pretty sure David might be coming. Um, and then also Don's daughter. Tell me her name, Don. Sarah. Sarah is um, really amazing at ceramic work. And she is going to be giving away a couple of her own pieces to some participants at the event. So that's so special. Like you were saying, Don, um, you know, John just got people to join in, right? And like, even though he's not here right now, the family is still like, hey, we want to be a part of this. And, um, and Sherry will be there as well to, to honor him. And the start of the race will be at 8 o'clock at the baseball field. And um, we will have a few words from our current baseball coach, um, Coach Eaton, and he'll have his baseball team there to help as well. And we're just encouraging like every club and activity, just find a way to make this something that they wanna do on April 30th. So we want everyone in the community to know that it's free and that we just, we wanna see people gather in honor of John, but also in honor of our community so that we can show that we're there to support each other. And really, that's the feel that I've had from Sandia before I was an employee of Sandia. And now while I'm, you know, part of this community, we're like a big family. And we always talk about, you know, stronger together. Um, but I feel like it really is true. I don't want people to think it's just cliche. Like, it really is something that we live out in our lives. And so I want people to come out and experience it. Absolutely. And I, I think that's that's the key there is just come out and experience. Again, it's free. If you want to be there just to be there, then then go out and be there. If you would like to come and donate towards towards the scholarships and the fund, then by all means, please do that. But come and be a part of the, the community. And um, again, it is at eight o'clock Saturday, April 30th at the Sandia Baseball Field. Um, the grounds be open and all of that stuff. Um, and I, I just, I'm like I said, I, I can't say it enough. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm very honored to be able to be a part of this event and to be able to help spread the word as well. Um, Donna, Rebecca, do you have anything else to add on, on that? Yeah. Thank you for being so awesome. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, thank you. Um, the The course does wrap around, as Rebecca said earlier. Does we do go around the baseball field a couple of times, named after um, John Gunther, and then winds around the the Sandia campus, um, and and it'll 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 be fun. So yeah. it's it's a, it'll be a great time. So if you can be there, be there, and. I do want to mention, like, there's going to be a couple of cool treats along the way. So, like, our band will be out there playing. So there's going to be music. And um, we have different clubs that are just going to have encouraging signs up. So, gosh, the list just goes on and on and on of cool things that are going to happen. That's that's awesome. I I, I, I love, again, the, the, the school community coming together to celebrate and bring in the, the, the greater... Albuquerque community around this. I, I think it's just, it's always great when the schools can, can become more than just the school community and we, and we bring everybody else in. So I, I think this is a great place to wrap up. I'm going to be putting the, um, the flyer out on this episode. So people have, uh, you know, know the dates and all that stuff. If people want more information, 
Um, where should they look, Rebecca? Um, so right now we have all the information for pre-registration or just participation or donations on the Sandia website. So if anyone's interested, they can go to sandia.aps.edu and under, I think it's upcoming events, you'll find a very colorful flyer um, that says Gunther Strong 5K event. And there's a QR code there if you just want to scan your phone on that um, or if you're on your phone device, you can just click on hyperlink and you'll be able to pre-register. And I just want people to keep in mind that when they pre-register, it is free. So um, if you feel like you just want to participate, but you can't quite give money, just click on other so that we know that you want to participate so we can get you a bib so that you can kind of write why you're running. Um, and then if you want to donate $15 or more, that will be the place where you can actually um, tell us how much you would like to donate. And then um, we'll get your contact information and anyone who would like to make a donation can actually come to the school and make a cash or check donation with our bookkeeper. Um, or you can just come to the event and we will have t-shirts available for anyone who wants to make a donation. But again, it's free, so no pressure to, to bring any money. Just bring yourself and, and experience it. Awesome. That's that's great. And I think there that's a great spot to wrap up. We have all the information. Um, I just want to, again, thank you guys and end the episode like I always do and just asking, what are you listening to to get you going, get you moving, get you up for a before school early morning run. <laughs> okay. So lately I actually, I usually am like a person who's just moved by music and I usually have like a pretty awesome playlist and um, my running partner, Valerie Varos and Don Meyer occasionally, um, we just talk on our runs. And so I haven't really had much music, um, but very silly, but my, I have a four-year-old who loves Space Jam. And so I've been listening to like old 80s, 90s music. And like, yeah, Space Jam has been my my go-to music lately. Great. More for my son than myself. Yeah, <laughs> I know that one. Uh, Don? So when I run, I mostly want to be with friends and catching up with their lives and talking to them. But when I'm not, um, you know, having a good friend with me, I'm usually listening to New Country. Um, although, and, and I like the song, but if I have to hear Miranda Lambert's song about the cowgirl or boy one more time, oh my gosh, every time I flip on the radio or something, it's there. So I think it's following <laughs> me around. So yeah, I like New Country. Well, that's great. Well, Thank you both again for being able to come on and, and talk about this event. And uh, this episode will come out with about a week before, um, before the day of. So uh, hopefully we'll get lots of people who are listening and, and we'll be there. So hopefully come out and join us. Is there anything else either of you would like to add before I let you go? Come on out and join us. All you have to do is go from point A to point B. We don't care how you get there.
I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at runningnewmexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.